I see the one beam, I'm like, Ryan, that's a big deer, dude. Welcome back to Pull Away Podcast. Yeah, you're done. We're cutting you off. You're, you're, you're done. All right. Welcome to the Pull Away Podcast. We are an Iowa-based group of outdoor enthusiasts. Uh, my name is Mason Zimmerman. I'm from the great state of Iowa, uh, central Iowa, mainly chasing whitetails and turkeys. Uh, with me is a good group of guys. I'll let them introduce themselves as we go around the table here. I'm Cole Warner, originally from western New York, hunting whitetail and mainly waterfowl. I'm Sawyer Hornberger. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, chase a little bit of everything, but mainly whitetails and turkeys and pheasants. My name's Ryan Frazier. I'm uh, originally from western New York, moved out to Iowa to go to school, and I hunt mainly whitetail and turkeys. All right, so like we said, this is kind of our first episode, first go at this, so we're going to have a little variety of topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, I guess we could start off with the first part of our season was the bow season here in Iowa. I think as a group we went three for four on filled tags, which is pretty good number for a bunch of guys who kind of think we know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I guess we can probably go in the order. I mean, Ryan, you put your deer down first. Yeah. Yeah, I put my deer down October 24th in the middle of a pouring rainstorm. Sawyer was with me. We uh, we went in originally mid-afternoon. We were going to hang some sticks and just have a set hung down in a bottom that I wanted to hunt last year and never got to. Just focusing on one deer took me away from that. And this year I, I knew I wanted to be down in there, and I had some pictures of some deer up not far from there and some thick bedding, so I knew. I knew there were some nice bucks in that area, and I knew that they were probably going to work that bottom. And so Soren and I went in there in the rain. We originally were just going to hang some sticks. We, we thought maybe we would hunt. It depended on what the rain was doing. And we got our set of sticks hung, and we said, let's just get in the stand. I said, I had a rain jacket on. We had our gear on. I had my bow. There's no point in not hunting. So we got up in the stand and got in our saddles, and we uh, – we saw some deer right off the bat, right in the rain, feeding on acorns and buck. Bucks right two, behind yeah. us. Yeah, right. As soon as we got in the tree, I can't believe we didn't spook them. But with the rain and the little bit of breeze we had, I think they they just had no idea. I mean, they were only a hundred yards away, if that, and they had no idea we were there. But they worked up the ridge and off pretty much right away, and it was quiet for quite a while. We got pretty wet, and next thing you know, all, all heck broke loose, and we had deer coming down the coming down the ridge right at us, and kind of surprised us caught us off guard and those same two bucks we had seen earlier they took off down the ridge and we were focusing on them trying to figure out where they were and I reached down for my grunt call to see if I couldn't grab one of their attention so we could look at them and next thing you know my buck comes right down to the base of the tree about five feet and uh I said oh shoot I knew right away who it was I'd had pictures. So of this is deer. a deer that you've been hunting the whole time. Then you had history with him at least. This is, I mean, this was kind of the deer I was focused like for that piece of property. This was the deer that we were gonna shoot. I didn't have much pictures of anything else, and we had some nice other deer in there. But I knew it was an eight point, and I knew right away it was him when he was under my tree. I looked down, and he was nice, wide, just straight eight pointer, pretty simple deer. And so I quick reach for my bow, and he jumps out to fifteen yards and turns broadside. And Sawyer's still trying to look back at where the other deer are and i i had absolute no clue that the that deer was there below us i was still trying to see the deer that were coming off the ridge yeah i, I quick grabbed my bow and it just caught his eye enough that he jumped out and turned broadside and through a pretty thick bush i put it on him at about 15 yards and the rage drilled him right behind the shoulder and he took off across the creek and died on the other side of the bottom watched him fall which thank gosh because it was wet and it was raining and <laughs> We had a heck of a drag out, thank God for Cole, because, man, that that drag was not fun, and I didn't do much yeah, of Yeah, if it. you need someone to come out and move some meat for you, <laughs> Cole is your guy. The like, man is a workhorse, like, like workhorse. Anything, drags it anywhere. Yep. It was, I mean, Sawyer can vouch, it was wet, it was thick, it, it, it was, was quick. It was that point where you were getting damp, and you're like, man, is this going to work out? And it did. I was just sitting there, spun around, looking behind me, and all I hear is a bow, and I heard the pop. And I looked around, and I was like, what did you shoot at? Because you guys had landowner tags to shoot a doe. So I was like, 
well, maybe you just shot a doe. I mean, it was early season. And he's like, did I get him? Did I get him? I said, uh, him? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I just saw the tail going out through the brush. And he laid out there, white belly up, got down, and we went over. And that was the first one of the year, first buck of the year for us. Yeah, I should recap that quick one just as a doe. We uh, went in similar thing last year. I kind of knew the area was there. And second year hunting this farm was huge for us, just knowing where we needed to be compared to last year. And we snuck in there October 7th or something. I hunted opening day, and I didn't hunt for a few days. And then Sawyer and I, same thing, went in there and hung in a saddle. I mean, the tree was maybe six inches across. It wasn't a very big Maybe six or eight inches across. It wasn't a very big tree. We both got up in there, counterweighted ourselves, and we had a group of does sneak in kind of from behind us, and she caught us off guard going to feed in a cornfield. And uh, she got too curious, really, is what, what happened to her. And she kind of had us pinned. I grabbed my bow. And she went behind some brush, and she just got curious enough. She worked back into the opening, and I drew back, and I kind of had an idea how far she was. And Sawyer told me a range in my ear, and I didn't quite understand what it was. And I kind of was just already going for it. And I, I let the arrow rip frontal shot and just buried it all the way up through her. And she didn't go 60 yards and fell over, too. And that was nice to get a landowner tag. The farmer really appreciates us coming in, and I appreciate him letting us do what we do and i don't mind shooting some does for them it's nice to get some meat and uh hey we have fun doing it that's all that matters really too very uh, good um yeah i mean that's my that's pretty much my bow season you're in and out you and just kind of watch the show after I, that. I only really hunted about i think i maybe hunted eight sets i didn't hunt very much and yeah i was you, busy you working. came and sat with me a couple times after too yeah yeah i did and i probably should have woke up more mornings to do that but i didn't have a tag and i wasn't all fired up to wake up in the morning so i slept in it was nice i can't blame you it's nice to be done early especially if you're done before halloween you don't gotta hunt in the cold either yeah just wet but i'd vouch for hunting in the rain i don't yeah that's probably that's probably the biggest takeaway for i think our group as a whole this year is Getting out in the rain. Inclement weather. weather. Just yeah. weather. Well, it, yeah. Ryan and I went and scouted this property last year. Literally the same day um, during a rainstorm. And we saw, what would you say, Ryan, 150, 160 yeah, it was, it was inch easy deer. 150 inch deer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in the standing end, in a cut cornfield. Standing corn in a cut cornfield. And so that was kind of the driving factor of why he was so fired up to get down in there. Because... You know, we'd known from prior the year prior that they do move in the rain, especially getting to that point, you know, the pre-rut starting. You've got scrapes that are starting to open up, and as soon as that rain cuts, they're going to want to be in there freshening them up. Yeah, and it was weird this year for me anyway on that property. Like last year, we went in and scouted that property in late September when we finally got permission on it. And we got in there late September, and there were scrapes everywhere early like summertime scrapes they had them opened up pretty good and early like i had never seen which hunting on the east coast originally just we don't get that sort of sign like like you do out here i mean the deer just act it like they're much more dominant out here i don't know if it's a more bucks thing or just tighter older age class deer older age class just more dominance but i was like surprised and this year we went in there and even in early october there wasn't a ton of scrapes opened up and i i kind of was confused and we hung a couple cameras we didn't see the deer that we saw last year the the age class of deer we saw last year and we i mean we still had this eight point but he's still probably only three or four years old as a 130 inch eight pointer but i mean i was i was darn happy with him it was my first iowa buck first iowa bow buck and pretty much third buck ever so yeah what more could you ask for just yeah. solid deer good enough for me and it was a heck of a time yeah good story yeah when they called me uh sawyer they had no cell service the whole time and i just made some supper and sit on the couch ready to eat it and i get the phone call from sawyer we got one and i was like what you got i think one? i was in the tree at the same time yeah, yeah, I, had, yeah. I, had, Actually, I had enough service to send a text because i asked if i needed to head over and you told me to just keep hunting yeah so I got the, we got one call, and I was confused, and then when I 
got confirmation, grabbed the camera, and headed headed out to the property, and was able to recover it with them. And it was that's something I'll never forget. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was an adventure. It was a nasty drag up through, you know, central Iowa. These they don't have creek bottoms like even southern Iowa does, and it's either up or it's down, and you're in the water. So. Luckily, it was dry this Multi-flower year. Multi-flower rose and yep. all sorts Thick. of locust trees, stuff like that. Everything Everything wants you. to hurt you. Everything, yep. <laughs> Everything wants to get you. And then since it was raining, it wasn't too bad of a drag going through the creek bottom. It wasn't wet enough that we were slipping everywhere. And the jet sled made a difference, too, once you well, finally we, got them no, up. No, we didn't have the jet Oh, you didn't have it on that one? Oh, I thought you did. No. It was three, oh. it was three quarters of a mile. Yeah. And we once we got them up to the... Uh, you know, side hill that we had to get them up, that was a drag up over there because we we kept slipping going up and the footing was just terrible, dead weight coming back on you. And, you know, it's about straight up and down. Thank goodness Cole has enough deer dragon muscle to, to hoof them up. Yeah, th- this this side of this gully is as straight up and down as it gets before it washes into a cliff. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's steep, and you're it's it's a hands and knees kind of climb, grabbing you're fighting trees, for every inch. Yep. Cl- climbing trees before you're dragging a deer up it, let alone when you got a Iowa buck behind you. Yeah, so, so we kind of leapfrogged it up there. One of us would grab the horns and hold on to them, and one would go up ahead and kind of hump it up there, get it up a you know six eight inches and get working around and just get dug in that way we didn't lose any ground because had we not done that we would have just had them slide right back down hmm. yeah that would have been tough i mean and then let's see who shot the buck next that was you mason you yeah i shot mine before you didn't it was a big gap yeah. big gap in yeah between. yeah i shot mine on the 13th i think it was yeah yep before we had yeah. we had quite a few close calls earliest earliest i'd ever there. shot a deer for bow season in Iowa, actually. Um, but, yeah, no, Sawyer sat with me a few times. It was a new farm. Uh, it was actually, this is the first season I've ever actually bow hunted a private farm. Um, I've been trying persistently to get on this place for the last couple of years and always gotten the, oh, maybe next year, maybe next year. And uh, finally this year got the go-ahead, did a little bit of timber clearing with the landowner. And I think that makes a huge difference. It's like if you're telling these guys that you're willing to work and help them, like, improve their property you're not just here to hunt harvest a deer and get out you know i think that makes a big difference when it comes to getting on private ground if, if you're not able to pay for that like if you're just trying to you know knock on um but yeah no we did a lot of work put a lot of cameras out um i think i hunted morning and evening sits for about three weeks before i finally put a deer down i missed the deer actually a <laughs> full uh five days before i harvested him so that made a difference for me is kind of personal after that but um i shot him about nine o'clock forgot my phone that day so that was really cool um yeah no still got more deer to put down on that farm hopefully but can't put those camera pictures out yet (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) yeah i mean we had walked in one morning we walked in and we walked up on he's a hammer soda can as we call him and he's a hammer. And uh, he was... Sta- he's a thick boy. Yeah. He, he's thick, racked, and bodied. Yep. <laughs> he was standing out in the CRP right off our path. We could see him. It was a bright moon that morning. And we could just see him standing there in the dark. The binoculars brought enough light in, and we could tell exactly where the, who that he deer was. He was at 37 yards, and he's a deer that's... He's in the, he's a 160-class deer on a, on an easy day. Yep. He's probably bigger than that. I'd rather guess low than high. But... No, and then there was a couple of times we sat in the corner of a hayfield, and we had, was it four bucks, worked right on through. Yep. It was kind of cool to see you get fired up on that. And I think Sawyer was kind of mad at me for not drawing back on the one that <laughs> gave it up on at 12 yards just right down the path. But, no, we, uh, it was a good experience. I think actually all three of these deer are up on our Instagram page. If you guys want to give them a look, it's the Poor Way Outdoors on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page in the work as well. But, no, I, I harvested a mainframe eight-pointer. He's he's a solid deer. He's a low 130s class deer, but he had a hell of a body on him. We think he got hit by a car, actually, is what we decided. That's the yeah. theory we're Earlier in the season, uh, his his back quarter, it was weird. He had no hair on him. It looked like he like skipped off pavement when we got him all inside out, and there was no fat on his 
hind quarters weird. It's like he skipped off pavement or something. But yeah, no, it was his cool. Rack, his rack wasn't messed up like a typical deer would be. No, it had to have happened like this spring. You know, like it wasn't an old kind of injury kind of deal, maybe. But yeah, no, it was cool. I think that was the first deer taken off that property in three years. The first buck taken off that property in three years. The landowner was really happy. He came out and helped us and made it a lot easier. Cause oh he brought yeah, the four wheeler right. Oh it. yeah, we had to drag that buck a whole ten feet yeah. to get him on the four wheeler and get then, him out. Then you use your line or your yeah, uh, I use my tether. Uh, my tether rope for my saddle to yeah. get him out. Oh, Just hooked yeah. it onto the four wheeler and out we went with him. But it was it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, hopefully, I can double up and get another buck off that farm here in the late season i think i'm the only one who's gonna be able to be here for the late season i think everyone else is going home to their respective states i think sawyer's got a flintlock ordeal lined up with the other guys we got some inline going in in new york i'm gonna try and put something down with the inline i might don't quote me on this i might try and take the camera along with me just because i got nothing better to do over christmas break very but, good. And then I think I'm going to join Sawyer for a little flintlock yep. action. A little teaser see, for you for a little post We're going to see what this Pennsylvania flintlock's yeah. <laughs> all about. A little teaser for you. But uh, I guess that's kind of my story. I, I hunted for day and night, probably solid three weeks. It was the most I've ever been in a stand before, I think. I would say I tried out a saddle this year. A big fan. I would recommend it if you guys want to maybe get rid of your climber, a little unsafe. That saddle is probably the way to go if you're doing, like, and, for and, lack of better words, hanging bang, yeah, we, like mobile we hunting. All hunted saddles uh, this year. Any questions that anyone has about them? Don't yeah, we. And, if you know somebody that hunts out of them, ask them because yeah. I guarantee you. Or even like, shoot us a message. I mean, we yeah. tried out three different brands. We tried out Trophy Line, Hawk, Tethered, yeah. and we tried out various platforms and sticks and everything. Really, we we all shoot different bows so yeah, we, we we pretty much all have different setups <laughs> we're all so. trying something else i but. can speak from experience i was kind of skeptical about the whole saddle deal just growing up hunting a lot of hang on stands and uh sawyer got me in a saddle and ryan and mason and they all well, know, this was my first year in a saddle as well it, it, i'd, I'd was, never done before yeah, I, sawyer, I, I tried sawyer uh, that sawyer yeah i put theirs on in the front yard actually yeah, and it, uh, it turned I, into me ordering one the next day and i am regretting none of it and it's a lot more comfortable than you would think it is so I yeah, highly yeah. Recommend we'll have it. a we'll have a whole, whole but anyway that's that's that. another talk for later Teaser. on but uh yeah anyway so yeah i mean we're, we're a group of guys shot some pretty good deer. I'll, I guess I'll pass it on to Sawyer. He was probably the most, uh, I say, adventurous hunt of the three. It was, it was just kind of cool the way yeah. it all played out, the way yeah. the weather was. Yeah, so I had sat with people early on in the season, you know, just making sure they could get – well, that was weird. <laughs> I will put out this too that uh, Sawyer is the only one to harvest a public deer this year. Yes. Everyone else shot a deer off of private. So Sawyer put in the grind this year. That's so right. Tops off to him. He also shot the biggest deer of the group. So. Yeah, probably one of the h- hardest hunted years I've done. A uh, couple of close calls. Um, you know, early, right after Ryan had shot his buck, it was a a warm afternoon we had some really up and down weather here at the beginning of the season so we he had come with me after he shot his buck and uh we got up in a tree facing each other and it was it windy that day when you shot yours no no no, no. Oh, big nine day. Yeah. yeah yeah it was windy we were rocking no it couldn't have been that windy no, no that I guess day, it, no, the day the day after a, the day after it was yeah, like yeah. That was the day it was wicked. you were a windsock out yeah. there yeah yeah, yeah. I so that. it wasn't very windy but it was just awkwardly warm it was and it was we got up in the tree <clears throat> yeah I, hu- sit- I hung the sticks and i was sweating my yeah. nuts off we got up in that tree and we're sitting there we had a little buck come work past us earlier in the in the day um had some does come through on the opposite side and uh we're just sitting there <laughs> we're sitting there waiting for you know the big one to come out of jimmy here. big time as jimmy we're gonna call big him time. jimmy big time and uh we're giving her all we can it's getting to that time where 
you know, the deer should be making some noise, putting the horns together, grunting, bleeding, and... Yeah, it was right at like, Halloween, like the week of 28. Halloween. It was yeah, the 28th. Yeah. Like, it was like prime time. Yeah, it was only a it couple days after I killed my buck. Yep, it should have been prime time, but since it was so warm this year... Yeah, it was... It, Halloween, it was 65 degrees. Yep. It was weird. It was, a, weird. it was a little delayed, yeah. but anyways, we're he's hitting the horns together uh grunts a couple times and then we're sitting there and he rips on the doe bleat and all of a sudden we hear coming up and we're looking down over the rim and i see the one beam i'm like ryan that's a big deer dude and he's kind of sitting there's a like hickory shrub oak something like that still had the leaves on late yeah and he can't see it yet and then there's a big oak behind it and there's a scrape right below that hickory shrub oak type deal. And uh, that deer works his way right up into it. Starts working the scrape. And Ryan, like, I have my bow ready. And we're like, man, this is this is going to work gonna out. Happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This deer was working the scrape like 30 yards away. Yep. He was giving me. it up. 30 yards away from us. But he's behind a tree for me. I can't draw and shoot him right there. Perfect broadside. Uh, and there's a field right in behind us and he turns around and he walks right straight towards me just giving me a shoulder the whole time and i'm full draw on him and he's coming straight at me i'm like i can't do it i just can't do it i've been telling people that that deer is like 10 yards away from us but he, i think he's more like five yeah and he and he just walked just straight down just walk like, if you really wanted to you could get some oomph you could have jumped on him yeah like he's that close. And uh, he he worked by us, and at that point, had there not been a tree right in behind me for my back cover, I tried to swing on him and shoot him as he was broadside, but he just kept moving and he couldn't get him to stop. That that branch was right in the way. I couldn't swing around for him, and he got to the edge of the field, raked a tree right in front of us, went out in the field, made a couple oh, scrapes. And and he got the full show. Oh, and Ryan Ryan could have shot him the whole ten way. times. I I mean I if I if he if I had the bow I could have sat there, and like like twenty yards worth of him walking yep. I had a clear shot the whole way from quartering two to broadside to just that's the away. difference from one side of the tree one to the other. Yeah, and and, and had, it would have been fine if he could have turned. Yep. Yeah, you know he had that mobility and except for that. But tree. it worked out. I mean, we still yeah. we still got the buck we're not yeah, talking about. This deer's yeah, and that but he'll be that, bigger next year. That deer's that special. The story. That's yeah. part of the story there. So, uh, then on another piece, well, yeah, same piece of public, uh, we had have pictures of an even bigger deer so i've been going down there pretty consistently but it was just getting hunted hard it's a river bottom but most people just go to it's hunted the same way a lot of iowa public is it's within 100 yards 150 yep. yards of the parking lot well, and this this has has some field ag fields on it so let's just walk the edge of the ag field get to the far hydro and set up and hunt. Yep. yeah and uh you know ryan and i had worked into this flat early early season we both had our yeah. bows at that time yeah. hanging a tree together yeah you guys were it was like opening week yep. you guys were out and, there and and there were what four other pickups in the parking lot that day yeah and we didn't see any of them but yeah. like you said we kind of walked down and around yep. in the back side of this flat and you know we there was this stringy brush in the bottom you know and ryan and i both said to each other we were like when this frosts up it's gonna it's gonna get hit hard because at yeah. that point there was no sign whatsoever in that. But it just looked right. It, it was, was just it was just it funneled was, and cut. It was, yeah. just a, it was just so tough for a deer to make sign and what they. I mean, it, it was like little bushes. It was almost it, like gold, like it was like a gold like golden rod type stem, but, but it, it was, was bushy it was and leafy. leafy. Yeah. And so I mean, they like, have the little red berries on it. No, no, it was just kind of it was a bushy, like leafy, bushy stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the does were picking through, eating it. It was a good feed, but no buck wanted to be in there making sign. It was just too hard for him. Yeah. You know, not, not like just scratching some leaves out of the way to make a scrape. But, yeah, like he said, we both kind of looked at each other and said, this is a nice spot. Just funnels down off and down into the river bottom. It's just kind of – It just made sense. It, yeah. It's a nice buffer between the, the hardwoods on the ridge. And the feed. And, and down to the fields and down to the river yeah, bottom. Yeah, it's, it's kind of some – 
some like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like your river bottom trees. They're kind of a little twisted. A yeah, little, they all go one. They kind of yeah, go they all ways. They're kind of weird. It's they're a, they're shaped like apple trees, but they're yeah, big trees. You know, they're, they, they're, they're hard to they're hard to get into, especially like, were they like pin oaks. No, they no. weren't pin oaks. They were just you know bent over from being hit by the wind sweeping down the river. Uh, the derecho. Well, no, they weren't quite that bad, but you could just tell years of the wind was, you know, making Wearing them on. lean and whatnot, and the, yeah. the ground's so damp, they were hanging a little bit, too. Yeah. But, so, I had went in, we saved that spot till, oh, probably after it frosted. Yeah, it was after I shot my yeah. buck, before you went back in there. Yep, so, I go back in there the first time, and, uh... Walked back in. I went a little deeper because when we had went in there, we saw some does, and they were working farther east of us. And I was like, well, I want to be right where they are. So I went in there. Uh, yeah, that was after you shot your buck. I was yeah. in there for early muzzleloader, too. Oh, yeah, you did. Hunt you also went with me early muzzleloader, too. I yeah. took you out a different piece. Yeah. Saw but, a stud. Stud. Yeah. Stud. Yeah, that, how'd that muzzleloader help you on that stud? Bow would have been better, probably. Uh, you can't say that because Ozonix. We didn't. We yeah, didn't if we had that. some sort of that technology, if we had some sort of spray down versus what we did, we were pretty sweaty. I yeah. don't spray down. That was, that was a man. little bit of a mess that morning. My sweaty boy. We goofed that up just a little bit. <laughs> but anyhow, so the the next time I went in there, bow hunting, frost was down. There was scrapes being opened up everywhere. I got in there. Um, had does work right to me. Had two little bucks come and spar right beside me. And I was like, all right, this this is where the deer are going to be. So uh, we had went and hunted a different piece together. First week in November. End of the first week in November. You and Cole? Yep. Cole and I. Yeah. Another, another public spot. Yep. And... Uh, Came back to this one. We got a little bit of snow November 16th. Uh, light powdery stuff. And I was sitting in class. My mom probably doesn't want to hear this. But sitting on the, on the computer looking at Onyx. And I see this little stream coming right down through the flat. Hadn't really noticed it before. We didn't really pick it out early season. I said, you know what? I might as well just go set up right next to this. So... I get in there and I hit the woods and as soon as I hit the woods there's scrape after scrape after scrape going all along this creek and I was like this this might be the one might pan out yeah well I feel like a lot of times on Onyx it's tricky to look and see a stream like that because yep. half the time you see a stream like that and then you go in up. there it's dried up and there's barely even a yep. divot where the stream was it's yep. like yeah apparently the map saw you or know. it's pure sand yep. yeah yeah it's just pure sand. Yeah, yeah, but I I think that we had had snow a couple of days before that melt. and mel melt off. melted it in, so there was water in it. And found a tree, picked it, got up it, and I'm not in there for 20 minutes. And two bucks work off the ridge. Uh, one stays up on the on like the foot of the ridge. The other one works in 20 yards, gives it up broadside. Um, and that was you know a 120 inch eight pointer. I said. I'm going to let him go. <laughs> That's not very East Coast of it, you. No, and it's... It goes against about every ounce of him, I think. It's my uh, Pennsylvania blood to want to shoot every single buck I see. <laughs> uh, and then it's that November 16th, that was one of those special rut nights. I had bucks cruising all night, bucks chasing. Um, they were working does right beside me. I don't know how I didn't get pinned because it was cold and it was windy and it was a hard wind blowing straight east. And, and you were a plastic bag up there. And there were there were deer walking right through my scent without a care in the world. And uh, they're just dumb. Just one yep. of those nights that they just their brain turns off and well their brain switches. Their brain switches yeah. and they're thinking they about tail. They were doing tail. deer things. Yeah. Yep. They're chasing that tail. Yep. And I had a nice nice uh, i guess it was an eight pointer it had a kicker off the g2 on his left side i was like man i would shoot that deer but i just couldn't get him in he was running does didn't want to pay attention to any noise that i made and i'm 
I'm sitting there and I'm getting cold. It's it's getting towards dark. I don't think the sun had set at that point yet. And, you know, you just have that spine chill on you and catch some movement right straight in front of me. I'm like, well, there's a deer and it's about dark. I said, this is probably a buck. Grab my bow off the hanger and he comes and works in right straight at me. And he's out of the wind, so I'm not worried about that. But I had my bow, my bridge comes up right straight in front of me. I had my bow on my left side in my left hand. And I didn't want to risk swinging over because he looked like he might have been an older deer. And as he was coming in, I see this big, long tine on his left side. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if he's big enough. And comes and takes a sip out of the creek right in front of me. I was like, I'm going to shoot that deer. <laughs> and he comes over and he works right in under my tree. He's basically at the base of my tree and he, he stops and he picks his head up and he just looks right at me. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I, I'm not, I'm still clipped on my bow. I clipped on the, whenever he was in between the tree and I, and, uh, or the tree was in between him and I, and I was just sitting there and I'm like, huh, well, this is it. And he puts his head back down, and he walks right straight to a scrape. And I get drawn as he's walking to that scrape, and he turns and looks at me. And my trigger wasn't set right on my wrist release, so I had to let off a little bit and spin it back up so I was comfortable. And he, he stood there, and I just settled in and sent it right into him. And uh, Thank God for the snow that night. Thank goodness for the snow. It was, the snow, it was a good the snow shot. snow found that deer. Yeah, it was a good shot. It's it, just one of those just tough Just angle of penetration. Yeah. It didn't get all the way through, so, like, the bleeding, he didn't have enough blood yeah. to fill his cavity to get all the way up. Yeah, it, it cracked, and he was only about 15 yards from me, and it cracked whenever I shot. I was like, oh, no, because I could see the arrow sticking out of him when he was running away, my Luminoc, and I thought, man, I hit shoulder. And, uh... Got the boys in here. There was, whenever I got to the parking lot. Shout out to whatever that guy's name is. Shout out to him. I forget what his name is. For being there. But uh, he he was a local telling me all about the deer and the mountain lions and everything. Yep, he had every deer. Which number was he? He had every deer on that piece of public that was a buck we're shooting numbered. He didn't name them. He numbered them. It was too hard to name. He would have ran out of names. There's not enough names in the name book for the number of deer he had numbered. And uh, he, he was, I came out and he, it was the dark and I was waiting for the boys to get here to help me track. And I said, well, I shot an arrow. Oh, did you? I said, yep. He's like, well, I can hang out here with you. I said, well, I got some guys coming to help me out. And, yeah. Uh, so during that, Ryan and I had been at work that day yeah. and yeah. Uh, we had gotten off work and we knew Sawyer was out in the stand and it was just one, like you said, it was one of those days where, like, you knew something might be moving. Uh, we almost, and we, we were out there scouting each geese. Other. We were driving around looking at each other. We kind of had this feeling. We were like, yeah, because we were we were looking at each other. We got the truck and said, well, maybe we go scout geese for a while just to make sure Sawyer gets out. Nothing happens. And we were maybe two blocks from a, a farmer's house that we were going to go knock on the door to go goose hunt that weekend. And we got the message from Sawyer, hey, I got one. You guys might want to head over. And it was it was just a cool moment, I guess. Yeah, Everything I, came together that yeah, way. Yeah, I was hunting a, the private piece that we have too, but it there was it, it was weird. Just the I saw one deer the whole night, and just interesting to see how you know the deer move at different properties, and that you may think it was a good night, and it was, but where I was hunting, it wasn't. And you know, I can't speak to the rest of the property, but I was down in the same. Uh, spot that Ryan had killed his deer and we knew that there were plenty of deer working through there and with that snow it it turned them on and but they just none, none of the deer that were moving through that property moved through there but I was more than thrilled to go and, and track with Sawyer and yeah so we uh I marked my spot I had found I found like sprayed blood as soon as I got down in a tree so I had that mark we came back out and uh came to the parking lot everybody got gathered together and 
I don't know. We we brought the jet sled just in case. Thankfully. Yeah, Thankfully. That was a lifesaver. If and you got snow, use a freaking sled. Yeah. Jet so sled, nice. period. If yeah. you have any uh, yeah. sort of good ground, True. just bring it Flat. with. Yeah. If you're not climbing over logs. Like yeah. If, yeah, as long as you're not down in logs that are bigger than eight inches around, bring yeah. your jet sled yeah. if you have one or yeah. something. Or game but we, yeah. we, uh, we got on the blood and we're on it and it's, you know, that misty spray. Thank goodness for the for the snow the two hound dogs here uh ryan and mason because they were they were hot on it we found my arrows laying on the ground perfect and uh, arrow looked great yep it was i yeah. mean it was spread the we whole way out it had I blood the whole sawyer, the sawyer got worried about a shot when he saw it running away and there was a lot of arrow sticking I out i think what happened is the arrow penetrated to the deer hit like opposite shoulder yeah. and came back yeah and that happened on because Cole's buck he, that he shoots killed mechanical last year. so like those blades are able to fold back in when they come back where it's yep. pretty easy. Yep. Unlike a fixed blade, they'll kind of sit in there and jostle around, yeah. I guess. But that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But, I mean, that same thing happened to Cole's deer last year. Just that quartering away shot, buried it. You know, perfect shot. You can't ask for much more except for not making it through the other, other side. You don't have two holes in them, and the blood doesn't just – it just doesn't flow like it does when you've got two holes. Especially at a higher angle to it. I mean, it – 15 yards and and you're you know 16 foot up the tree you're also shooting more downward and your entrance is pretty high so like mason stated earlier just didn't have enough to fill it and and push Send it, off it the back top out and, yep. and yeah yeah we we i buried the arrow in my buck we didn't even look for a blood trail and uh I, we saw him go down, and yeah. you kind of wanted to look for a blood trail, but I was too excited. <laughs> I just ran over there. Well, I was worried about mine, personally. Yeah. But yeah, granted, you, you talk about I your took, shot. I took a rather controversial shot. Um, I was pretty pretty well stuck in my tree. The deer came in with four other bucks, and uh, the only shot that I was really given on his path was at 30 yards. And when I got drawn back and I tried to stop him, he had cleared my lane with the front half of his body and i decided that he was a deer that was going to take the femoral artery shot through and through broadside and thankfully we got all the way through the shot was in the right spot and he piled up within 50 60 yards even if that um with blood everywhere yeah i mean the arrow went all the way through and there's there was just blood the whole way and he's yeah you, you couldn't touch his hide without your hand being covered in blood. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he didn't make it very far. No, to say the least, I guess. Granted, I'm also shooting a pretty widespread expandable. I shoot a Schwacker. So, I mean, across the board, I think I shoot Schwacker. You shoot Rage, shoot Ryan. Rage. You shot Grim, Grim Reapers. Reapers. Cole, Cole tried out what? Yeah, I tried out you the, shot the Mega Meats this year, and I am impressed. Yeah, I yeah was that too. doe took a hurt. Yeah, yeah I, was, I mean, yeah, you shot a doe, but that was, what day was that? That was... That was a week before. That was the first week. Yeah, I, I guess I should first correct my earlier statement. We are three for four on our Iowa buck tags. Yeah. There was quite a few. Everyone shot a deer. We shot deer. Everyone shot a deer. Yeah, we shot four guys shot. Yep. Six deer. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, for three out-of-staters. Yeah. yeah. A guy that's got no idea what's going on. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, Cole, fine, Cole if you want to talk about some of your – and and Cole yeah. probably had the worst luck I've yeah. probably ever heard of of a guy hunting. Well, that was part of the not being in the stand as much as I should have been um, season. But um, yeah. that was th- this year. What last year? So last year I had shot a buck off the pro- off the private piece. Um, went back in, hunted the same piece this year. Kind of really tailored my hunting i had had doe tags for early months landowner tags um and didn't see a deer didn't see any does it was also really really warm um we were in what do you think boys like the 70s in that first week of the early muzz season so that didn't help yeah Yeah, early muzz was probably the worst i've ever seen early muzz loader it was it was was minimum 65 70 we all had this grand idea that we were going to kill deer in early muzz loader season and we all got our butts whooped yeah everyone who bought a tag well we bought a bunch of doe tags oh yeah that's right you guys did buy doe tags for that because last year you know had been cold and so we figured okay well we can fill a lot of these tags and then be able to 
you know, focus on Bucks the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but that plan kind of backfired on us. and um, It was weird. I mean, I think we had a good enough acorn crop this year that – The deer the, were in the timber. They were the not in the field. lived in the they, timber. Yeah. It was weird. Even, like, private. Like, if you're scouting anywhere in Iowa, you yeah. will see deer in ag fields on private 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Cut beans, cut Yeah, corn. you will always yeah, see them out they, there. Yeah. And they just – they – I don't was, know what it was. I was hunting. It was weird. Uh, cut corn. Um, yeah, those. and and you had standing corn like with your cut corn. It was it was I, almost ideal for I, your I, situation. I sat in the corn, you know, hoping yeah. that they would. The, the farmer had harvested the headlands um, in a couple more passes, and it was. I thought it was the you know one of the best situations that I could ever have uh, for that, but. Uh, Anyway, that, that didn't pan out, and um, but I had didn't uh, didn't go out as much during both season. I had started hunting more um, around that October twentieth part, um, and I went in. It would have been a Friday afternoon. I had went and picked up my buck um, from last year. It had was raining that day. Um, Another. Another inclement weather another, day. And I went into a stand that I had hunted last year, killed my buck out of last year. Um, can we just, can we, sorry to interrupt your story, but Sawyer just spilled beer all <laughs> Party foul. <laughs> Zamboni. I figured you guys would want to know that. that yeah. just what that clunk was. What the that's, you got a Zamboni he that at that made point. An that on, the table. on the table. But. Oh, all over his phone. You're going to smell that all night. So there's worse smells. There's worse smells, though. It's I think the wonderful think the, smell of the blue nectar. I will blue, blue smoothie. Blue hey, I mean, I'm I'm chasing mountains tonight. Chasing to be honest, yeah. I've been on a mountain kick. I got mountains. Mine are white mountains. Are your mountains blue? Always yes, blue. Always. Always blue. blue. Mountains okay. are always blue. Sorry about sorry. the beer. I'm sorry okay. about the beer. Struggle. Anyway, back on track. Back Here we go. Uh, no, so Rewind. One of those, again, another situation. Hunted the, hunted right out immediately following a rainstorm. And last year, I'd killed my buck. We, again, right after a rainstorm. We had uh, a lot of rain last o- fall. October. Yeah. Last fall Tell me wet, about it. Wet. Tell me about October it. October 22nd yeah. last year. It had been pouring down rain. Um, went in, checked cameras, and, and ended up harvesting a deer that we had on camera. Um, but back to this year, we went in after that, and um, it was sprinkling. And I went in and hunted a. It was cut corn again, um, right inside of the timber on a cattle pasture. It's kind of a ridge, and then there's a, a kind of a gully that drops down in and. I had sat up on this ridge top, and the deer kind of funnel up up the ridge and kind of would be um, facing the field, so they'd be coming from my left. Um, and as I was sitting there, I had no action, and they'd kind of just been, you know, we had seen deer going in there. Um, it wasn't until about, I don't know, I'd probably been sitting there for close to an hour and a half, probably an hour before sundown. Um, I see some deer moving out in a out in a field, some does um, coming out of that cut corn. So I was like, okay, you know, still had a, a bow doe tag and was hoping maybe they'd, they'd come in. Um, and I'd been talking back and forth with the guys here. And just they were, you know, wondering how the sit was going and that and told them it was going pretty well. And it wasn't about five minutes later I looked up and in the corner of uh, the field I see a a fairly large body deer wasn't quite sure what it was it had it was misting and whatnot and i pulled up my binos and at first i figured it was just a spike because i'd seen a spike out there uh earlier that evening and figured that he just went back in the woods and and now it was feeding back out in the field um so i picked up my binos and and looked at him and it was one of those moments where it was a no doubter shooter right then and there even at 150 200 yards away um, through the binos, I knew immediately that that's the deer that I wanted to kill if he was going to come in. Now, uh, on the stand, I'd found a, there was a scrape. The scrape was there last year, too. It was at uh, 15 yards right under me, perfect, um, right under a little oak tree. And he had kind of, you know, kept working out in the field and that and kept working down a fence line. 
and it wasn't quite sure what he was going to do. He continued to work down, um, and there were a couple deer behind him that were working into, and it wasn't literally right in front of me. The fence is probably 80, probably 60, 70 yards, I'd say, um, and he stops, and he's munching on corn and, and whatnot, and he... I could see he was wanting to jump the fence, so I was like, okay, you know, I got ready, got my bow in my hand, you know, I'm thinking he's going to come in. Now, time had lapsed probably close to 20 minutes from the time I saw him until he jumped the fence. Um, Jumps the fence and immediately bounds to this tree right on the field edge. Starts making a scrape, probably stands there making a scrape for 15, 20 minutes too. Um... Finally starts working my way, thought he was working my way at least, immediately turns and starts walking the other way. Um, so I had texted Ryan, I said, you know, what you know, what do I, should I grunt at him, should I? So I grunted at him, wouldn't respond, nothing, nothing. So finally, I uh, was last-ditch last effort, I snort-wheezed at him, and that was the ticket right there. He turned on a dime and came right to that scrape. Now, I had a tree probably 10 yards in front of me that was blocking my um, shooting path to him but of course he was coming on head on I knew that he was going to come to the scrape just because he saw it immediately and so I got ready I drew back on him uh, as he was walking towards me he was behind the tree knew he couldn't see me drew back on him Um, and at that point he came to the scrape and he stopped literally right in front of this tree broadside it 12 yards couldn't see his you know couldn't see his vitals only shot i had was at his back end now i didn't take that shot knowing that that wasn't the most ideal shot but now you know it would i've taken it probably not just because but figured he'd work you know into the scrape a little more and I'd let down at that point because I'd been holding for probably a minute and a half, close to two minutes. And um, he messed around with that scrape a little bit. And he then walked, you know, took another step. And at that point, he was looking away. I drew back on him. And I don't know if he caught my movement or what he did, but all of a sudden he just took off. And that was the end of that night. Didn't see anything. Went in the next morning, had a little spike four-point, um, walked by me at 10 yards, followed the same path in, obviously didn't want to shoot him. Um, I had had, you know, good theory that that deer might be back in the area again, so continued to hunt that night. Just bad luck. Bad, didn't see anything. He didn't come back. Um, I hunted, so that was uh, Saturday, then I hunted Sunday. And did not see a deer on, uh, or was that the, that, no, that was the night I shot that doe on that Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Shot, well, hunted Sunday morning, didn't see anything, hunted Sunday night, shot the doe on Sunday night. And we had went into a piece of public together, too, and you, I didn't see anything. I was hunting a big deer in there. Um, I was set up for him, and then Cole was kind of back up. If he came in the other way, Cole would have had first shot at him too. It was a uh, we. It was. It's kind of a, a big ravine draw, yep. and at the bottom there's a creek it's that a runs through. Ravine. It's a giant. Ravine. <laughs> it's a giant. It's central Iowa it's river a, bottom ground. I had, <laughs> I had shot a buck out of there last year, and I had set Cole up in the same spot. And we all said we'll never drag another deer out of there. We, we all like said the, I don't care if we have to carry hindquarters on our back. We are not going to drag another one. Yeah. That's how. That's what it's like. We are buying frame packs before we I are dragging a deer pack, out. But yeah. But anyway. Anyways, you. We, yeah, night. we were down in that bottom, and it was slow. We didn't. I didn't see any deer, um, right up until dark, and I'd heard some movement, um, kind of over this little, I, where I was sitting. I kind of had a, a finger draw that came down off the the side hill that came little ridge there and i couldn't see what was on the other side and i heard some deer grunting and stuff but they never came in until dark and even after that i didn't see them but i could hear them walking around yeah they would that's uh it's kind of a hit or miss spot i had a cell cam on top of the 
one finger ridge and you know every monday this buck was hitting it and uh the first time we ever saw him i cut my finger skinning ryan's deer monday night and mason and i mason took me to the hospital he sat in the emergency room with me and i get the stealth cam notification and uh, yeah it was a little disheartening uh, to to watch him get his finger stitched up as his shooter buck is walking through his stand uh, he was out for a week granted this week he was out was the first week of november yep so he could not hunt yeah it was it was uh it was from it was the week up to halloween yeah, but, it was a week week of Halloween oh, my bad. because still. I still had my stitches in whenever I was full draw on that deal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Thank you know, gosh you weren't shooting a thumb button like with pressure on your finger like that. Well, it was on my left hand anyhow. It's oh, bow hand, right. bow hand right. at least. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm sitting there in the, in the uh, hospital bed waiting for the nurse to come stitch me up, and I say, Mason, look at this deer here, buddy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty was, sure my jaw hit the ground. It was, it was a little discouraging. Stop. Granted it was right before midnight that that deer showed up, but he, uh, just to know he, he's in there. He daylighted once. Um, and then we made a plan to go in and kill him on the next, the following Monday and never showed up. Weather conditions weren't ideal. We had a weird East wind that day and it was a little messed up. Which but. works great for me. Cause I, Pretty yeah, much need an east your, wind. Your east wind farm. I pretty much need an east wind to hunt yeah. the farm. I wouldn't hate an east wind for our private farm, but or it's a south wind farm. It's weird, but yeah. it's tough. It's things tough. are things are set up here it's differently, tough. especially at those home. one by one squares. Really, just getting the better of you, eastern the- boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's hard um, to find a spot like on that farm to hunt a north wind. Yeah. It's like a good spot. It's just with, the a- way, with, the with, with access. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the access is yeah. And access is key to to sneaking sneaking on. in and, and getting in without the deer really knowing you're there. Yeah, thank God that farm that. I think what killed that deer was the rain. Yep. I think because it killed your scent, it killed everything. It killed everything, but but it also allowed us to sneak in with those deer a hundred yards away from us. Because those it, deer, there's no sound. Those it deer killed your scent. Well, I hung I hung heavy, freaking permanent set of sticks in that tree. Yeah. With deer eighty yards away from me feeding on acorns, eighty hundred yards, yeah. whatever it was. As, right as soon as we got into the tree, we were like, "Hey, there's deer over there." And they had no clue. I mean, they were just feeding on it. Same thing we said that I think there's a good acorn crop, and that farm's got a good ridge with a, and a they were just working amount, it. a good amount of acorns on it, and they were just nibbling along feeding. They didn't have a care in the world. We were there, and uh, we got our binoculars on them. And we knew right away we weren't gonna shoot those deer. I knew I I had actually had pictures of one, if not both of them. If I don't remember. It, it was weird, you know, going in there in the rain is what killed that deer because I think it allowed us to get in and sneak away, you know, sneak in without seeing those deer or those deer seeing us, like I said. And those deer circled up around on the ridge with that big eight-pointer. You know, I think if we had spooked those deer out, would have messed the whole thing up. It would have never happened. But it's one of those situations that it's like, you know, you never – It just I mean, out. That's just how it goes. It just pans out. That's just how the situation lays, and that's what you get. So, I mean – you know, it was different, and maybe it still killed a buck. Just yeah. a different way. You know, it's weird. But I, I, Even, like, the day I killed my deer, I'm going to heavily put that deer on the fact that I had Ryan's was Onyx, and I had used uh, cover scent. Well, that was a kind of a crappy weather day, too. That was, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't raining, but it was well, overcast. Well, it was snowing because we were across the river. Yep. And uh, – because you guys saw nothing, and I had a light-up day. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had the day to write home about. Mm-hmm. But it was it was quite a day. I mean, I used the uh, – I wish to say, we actually, we are on the pro staff for the Horny Deer Sense. If you guys are out there listening, we think yeah. you have a phenomenal the, product. The way you just, well, the way you described how that worked, I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I was a little late to the party buying any scent for my – use it on my deer, but – you know, the way you described to me when I went in there to help you find that deer. Yeah, I mean, so, like, where I, I was, there's a, there's a mowed path through my property because there's – that I hunt. It's not my property. It's knock-on. Um, he mows it out because there's a group out there that, that shotgun hunts, and uh, they mow it so that they can drag their – they have, like, hay racks that they put blinds on uh, back to where they want to put them. But I just walked down that, and uh, where I crossed through a barbed wire fence that I have kind of propped up makes it easier for the deer to work through um, – I sprayed the scent, the, the stud finder, 
and you could smell it from my stand. Like it, it smells like a rowdy buck, dude. It's it's pretty hardcore. It's like when you walk into that. Bed yeah, area like and you're if like, you've ever grabbed oh, crap, the tarsal. We get out of here. Yeah, if yeah. you've ever grabbed the tarsal of a rowdy buck, <laughs> yeah. that's what it smells like. Good stuff. Like it's pungent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And where I sprayed it, and I sprayed it on my boots when I got there, and uh, to where I wanted to cross the fence, and I walked to my stand. And when I looked over, I, I like I, there was deer working through the CRP. I had little bucks coming in behind me because I've been rattling and grunting, and uh, they they just come in behind me and they didn't really know what I was, but they could smell the deer, and the buck that I ended up shooting, he hit right where I crossed that fence, and he locked on nose to the ground. He came through the fence, and he tried to like wind skirt me around, but it it really didn't work in his favor because it's where I wanted him to go, and I just ended up getting lucky. I mean, to be honest, it it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Like you said, having that Ozonix run, and you described it. Yeah, because like the way my there. scent fell, they would come downwind, and they should have had me pinned. Because I, granted, my tree stand that I had in this tree was a hole like stick yeah. and a half off the ground. Like I like could, I from could where I was up. standing, I yeah. could reach up and grab the bottom of my hang on stand. Yeah. And I'm five foot. But 11. that's what you needed to get off the ground. Like, I mean, that's, that's literally that's all I needed. Need. I just and need to be out of his immediate sight. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so East Coast boys are used to deer walking around with their eyes. Well, I will say there. though, like, like the the last two deers I've shot my bucks off public, and the one deer I was eighteen feet off the ground, and he pegged me as soon as I moved. Like he knew yeah. where I was. Public, public, uh, probably. Yeah, and time. then the deer I had last year, I was maybe twelve feet off the ground, but I was in a in a hand climber. I had a lone wolf hand climber that I got rid of, and it worked really good. I th- I think that climbers are really really like versatile, on public. Because deer, they're not stupid. They see sticks, yeah. I think. like I think they pick up on it. I mean, private deer, you can get away with it because you can move them and you can kind of pressure them as you please. But public deer, they're not they're not stupid. I mean, they, they see those straps and steps and they get on them. But, yeah. No. But I think with the Ozonics, I mean, we can probably touch on World this of more. Difference. We can touch on this more another day too. But For sure. I think – I use it some, and I let everyone else. I mean, I don't. Everyone else kind of share. One hundred percent confidence after my experience. And I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna save you from a hundred and eighty inch deer like walking straight They're through your wind. They're always gonna smell you. They're but. gonna know you're there, but deer don't freak out. Like they'll pick their head up and they'll wonder and they'll think and they'll sniff and they'll lick their nose and they'll do everything they can to find out what you are. And they won't figure it out, and they they kind of just keep just moving, stumps them, you know, and and so they they still you know they they catch on to you, but they don't know enough to freak out and leave. And I I think it could definitely be a game changer if you're in mm-hmm. a bad situation with a big deer. Yeah, but I uh, guess that's kind that's of our, that's our bow season. That's our a good one. That's our experience fun, that we had this bow season. Year. I mean, it was a solid year. Had we, a blast. Uh, we, uh, us three East Coasters, we all moved into apartments this year after our freshman year, and we uh, got a skidding set up here in my house, yeah. here where this podcast studio is. So yep, we, yep. Shout out to the Turnbulls yep. for you. hosting us. Thank you to the Turnbulls for allowing us to Thank make you to Jake for doing his homework in his room absolute alone today. mess out of their garage, but we clean her up. So. Yeah, we, we do our best. Um, I guess that's kind of where we can leave off for now. I mean, yep. we've got some pretty good topics cooked up for later episodes yeah, I think um, some really cool ideas. or if there's anything that like you guys think we should talk about or any other ideas or suggestions you can reach out to us on any of our yeah, social any, media anything, pages i mean anything you think we can do different you guys are the listeners yeah so i mean if there's like even if you can't hear us very well if, if you want us to kinda... there's there's gonna be something we gotta work i mean yeah, we're gonna I have mean, to work through some quirks we're no professionals here so this is episode one and it's gonna be fun I think yeah we got some cool things to talk about share, share us around We've no, had some cool experiences, I think, too. I mean, just in a short time of switching totally. And this from was just East. our first our first bow season as a crew, even. Yeah, like, and I mean, Mason's been around this area his whole life, growing up here. But I think us three coming from the East Coast, moving here, like it's been really cool to watch these the, guys ex- learn, experiencing that, that. Like, and even going from last year to this year, it was just uh, it was a world of difference. difference. World of difference. I think even just taking the off season to think turkey hunt a little bit figure out yep. the area i mean that that was big too i think turkey even that's another juniors. topic though we don't want to spill that one off yeah. too I think, bad i think just the way we hunt out here is completely different we I don't, w- we I don't have those like this pre home. we don't no. i feel yeah. like at home we get these preconceived notions that oh you know i've seen deer here for x number of years but out here 
it's all new. It's all we're going off of sign. We're not going off of these preconceived notions, yeah. and I think that's what's helped us kill kill a lot of these deer. In you know, and moving forward, we learn from all of that, and we're going to continue to use that to our advantage. Absolutely. I mean, we, I think we learn more and more every year, and I think every, every day we're in the woods, we're learning something. New. We're we're well, we're addicted to the hunt, game, man. Like we are, shed hunting, we stands, are pulling stands. Even we I mean, are dedicated we to the game. In, we went in and pulled that stand out of public, and we moved a camera, and we found a good spot. Yep. You yep. Know? And it's still producing deer on and, December. And I've got deer hitting middle, a scrape. Every yeah, season. middle of shotgun season, season, we're getting yeah. deer moving yeah. through. And, but it's a hidden spot because I haven't had a person walk through there yet. And it's, it's a, like a hard-hit piece of public ground during shotgun season. But I think it's going to be a good spot come next year, and I think we're going to focus in on it. We're at least going to watch it. We're going to pay attention to Keep it. Keep an eye on it. You know, there's good deer in that public ground. So. Yeah, but thanks for sticking with yeah. us for this first episode of the hope Pour Away guys, podcast. Hope, hope everyone I'm, enjoyed. Yeah, no. Hopefully you all come back for the next one. We've I think we're going to talk about probably the uh, New York rifle season. Uh, Ryan and Cole went home to talk about that. East Coast rifle hunting. East Coast rifle hunting. I think even Mr. Sawyer will chime in on his Pennsylvania experiences. And I'll probably just sit back and listen to this one. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to us on this one. So you guys enjoyed. Yeah, thank Thank you. you.